This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Big things to transpire today and tomorrow on the station. In the noon o'clock hour, we will have a pair of 100-level Dallas Cowboys tickets to give away. And then tomorrow... Sean and RJ will do their firehouse tour in the colony. We will be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Fort Worth. And then the G-Bag Nation will be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Arlington. There will be G-Bag Nation flags available at all of these. I know for the morning show, they're going to have those 105.3 The Fan beanies. And at our event, Miller Lite's going to be giving away a pair of Cowboys tickets as well as a bunch of Cowboys merch. So all kinds of stuff happening tomorrow right here on 105.3 The Fan. Now... Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bashak. Okay, so this is interesting coming out of the general manager's meetings right now that are happening. Rumor is the Milwaukee Brewers might start a little bit of a rebuild. And look, it is a smaller market. It is a team that's very good. I think they were 92 and 70. In fact, yes, I have it pulled up here. They're 92 and 70. So it's a good team. Sure. And when they get to the ninth inning, the game is absolutely over. You have no chance of beating the Brewers if you are losing after eight innings. Why is that? They have one of the best closers in baseball, and he does it very Trevor Hoffman-like. This is not a dominating fastball that Devin Williams has. It is a devastating changeup. So he works off of his changeup in his one inning. Now, I say it's completely over. He did blow four saves last year. Okay, here are his numbers last year for Devin Williams. He was eight and three with a one five three ERA, wow. a point nine two WHIP, in fifty eight and two thirds innings. He had eighty seven strikeouts, twenty seven walks. He's a three to one K to walk ratio guy. In his fifty eight and two thirds innings, he gave up twenty six hits. He said eighty seven strikeouts in fifty eight and a two thirds innings. He gave up 26 hits in his 58 and two-thirds innings. If I go back to the year before, he had a 1.93 ERA. Uh, his rookie of the year was in 2020. He had a .33 ERA in 27 innings pitched. Isn't it the, like the only ding that he does walk? He a does a good amount of folks. Yes. I mean, he's awesome. Not a ton, but yes, he does because he doesn't give up hits. Yeah, okay. So that's when you look at his whips in the last three years, 1.19, 1.01, and 0.92. Now, if he's Ooh. only giving up a hit every other inning, he pretty much only gives up four and a half hits per nine innings. So to get his whip up to one, that means he is walking approximately yeah. four and a half guys per nine innings. But it does say in the article that Devin Williams is a person that the Brewers will listen to if you would like him. So as we've been talking about Hater, now Hater just cost you money and he's left-handed. That does fit with LeClerc and Spores, right? Then you have this left-handed guy that would 
somewhat be replacing Araldis Chapman, but Hayter would be your ninth inning guy. And LeClerc and Spores would share the seventh and eighth inning. This would be Devin Williams coming in. He would be your ninth inning guy, and then you'd have two righties setting up a righty. I don't think that's the end of the world okay, by any and means. That, that was going to be my question because we talked about needing left-handed bullpen help, but that's more in the regular run of the bullpen as opposed to your closer, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Got so I. if you have – it doesn't – like if I have three dominating lefties, I don't mind that they're facing nine righties in a lineup. If they're – if Josh Hader, I don't care who he's facing, a righty or lefty. He's just dominating guys whatever way they bet. So is Devin Williams. I don't feel like when Spores or LeClerc was facing a lefty in the playoffs, I don't know how you felt, Corey, I didn't go like, oh, no, it's a lefty hitter. We're in trouble now with these guys. Uh, yeah, Spores had some very interesting pitches that he could use from. And I think isn't he's the one that has the airbender. So, like, his changeup, because I know you mentioned changeup earlier, right. it tails it can tail away really good off of a left-handed hitter, too. Right. It's it's a disappearing changeup. Yeah, I mean, dude, it is nasty. a strikeout disappearing changeup. And he works off of that, which makes his fastball, which isn't awesome, but it makes his fastball awesome because he has arguably the best changeup as a reliever in all of baseball. Is business going to get slowed down because everyone is sick at the GM meetings? I don't know. They're, they're, I think they're yeah. canceling it, okay. or they have canceled it. I don't know. Uh, now, it's kind of like initial conversations. It's almost like the warm-up conversations. It's almost like okay. the first date conversations in these things. It's okay. almost like... Kind of feeling each other out yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold Try on. to see who's paying. Corey, yeah. Corey Shohei. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Corey Shohei, you're the Rangers. What kind of questions are you asking him? Well... Shohei's not a tradable That's asset. That's true. That's true. So, what kind of questions are you asking him as Devin Williams? Yeah, and so Devin's not there. You're talking to the Brewers general manager. I'm, so, I'm sorry off the top of my head. I don't have it. I think it's a, a former Mets guy. It might be Stearns. I could be way off. Or maybe he went from Milwaukee to New York. Sorry, I don't have my general manager log pulled up right now for Milwaukee. But when you're talking to Milwaukee, you see this or you hear this and you go up to him and say, so, I mean, is this true like how how authentic is this article or is this rumor that you are shopping Corbin Burns, Christian Yelich, Devin Williams, other guys uh, in your organization and if he says oh we're we're willing to listen you know where we're at financially and Devin Williams has two more years of control he he does not become a free agent till after 2025 so you would have him for two years until he would become a free agent so if he's saying you know most likely we can't afford Devin Williams. He will be 20 plus million dollars a year on a longer term contract. And we can't do that in Milwaukee. So if you hear all that, you say, okay, well, we're interested in Devin Williams. If Chris Young is, I have no clue if the Rangers are or not, but it would make sense. They would be. I think this would be a smart time to try and get in that too, because they're without manager. So if a manager really wants a guy, He's going to – like, Bochy would come in and be like, no, yeah. I that, that dude's here, uh, yeah. Chris Young. And Chris Young would probably be like, yeah, you need that guy around. And they're without manager, so the only person making that decision is the GM. You get to yeah. really manipulate him. And off the top of my head, <laughs> I like that you said that. I don't know if you can or can't. But, try. But I would say I don't know where Milwaukee's franchise is going, if, if that makes sense. They had a good year. They look like they have a team that can win 90 games next year on a piece of paper. But if they've decided that they're going to kind of go in another direction, they're going to kind of be what we've talked about with Cleveland recently, where Cleveland kind of looked at Francisco Lindor and looked at other pieces and said, look, we can't afford it. We're not a big market. We're going to have to trade for other prospects, draft, and then build another team that's good and maybe not take a big dip. 
but we want to get some really good prospects that can help out pretty quickly to keep Milwaukee a division winner or a playoff contender. I just wonder what they're weak at, what the Brewers are weak at. Obviously, if they want big-time pitching prospects for Devin Williams, we're a little bit out of luck there. I'm not trying to take a shot at at our guys right now, but if they're like, we want guys that are going to be rotational ready. Well, Owen White proved he's not rotational ready. Jack Leiter right now is not rotational ready. Kumar Rocker is rehabbing from a major surgery that he'll be ready to pitch again in 2025. Brock Porter's two to five years away from being a major leaguer. Cole Wynn has just fallen off. Like, he's not a tradable asset anymore. So, it makes it a little bit difficult if they're going, we need pitchers in these trades. If they need position players in these trades, whether it's Dustin Harris, whether it's uh, Adam Zavala, whether it's Justin Foscue, well, obviously it's not going to be Wyatt Lankford and it's not going to be Evan Carter. We know like those are two untouchables. Now, if they want Big League help, you brought this up yesterday, Kevin. Yeah. If they're like, we want Adolis Garcia, let me ask you that. I'm going to throw this out here. If they're like, Can't we, we want to stay relevant too. We want Adolis for Devin Williams. I, I'm not I'm not gonna do that for him specifically. I'm not averse to trading yeah. big league talent. I just feel like that's impossible. It feels like that was the dude who helped or one of the main dudes who helped prepare yeah. propel you to that World Series. I can't. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out as a scenario because no, that could be a real scenario. Sure. Milwaukee sure. might go. You know what? We're only trading Corbin Burns if you give us the world and beyond. And we're only trading some of our other position players if you but we will trade Devin Williams for another big bat. I, I can't do that. There are there are other people. He's that, untouchable for you. I, I'm sorry if I if I missed this. No, no. I think I think Good go, question I think it. going into this season, I feel like he has to be just because and I this you might be you might you guys might be like, that's stupid. You can't run a franchise like that. And I understand because I'm usually on that side. His arbitration number isn't gonna be outstanding. No, it's gonna be like eight, ten million dollars, whatever. But like he is a one of the what, three dudes on this team that people immediately think of. Okay, it, let me uh, ask you this. Okay. I'm gonna hypothetically do this. This probably isn't fair. I have no clue what Milwaukee wants and doesn't want. Okay. You get Shohei Otani. Is it make Adolis Garcia more tradable? I mean, the whole the whole Wyatt, Wyatt Lankford thing makes him more tradable in my you mind. You have Wyatt Lankford who needs us. Like, who are you sitting on the bench and having watch baseball games? Your choices are Evan Carter, Leody Tavares, and Adolis Garcia. If you want Wyatt Lankford with a healthy outfield, I mean, it's Leody Tavares in a heartbeat for me. But I, I think I'm sticking with Adolis. I, I think he okay. did something incredible. I'm not for against this what franchise. you're saying. I, I think just think that these are the tough conversations that when you want a Devin Williams, I don't know if Milwaukee, because I think Milwaukee would want guys that are more ready than we want Brock Porter, who we think in three years might turn out to be a big league starting pitcher. See, I, I think the, and but I, I don't know what Milwaukee wants. I, I guess y'all, y'all may have had this discussion, but when it comes to those tradable commodities, the rain, Mike was pointed out, we don't have much. You know, when it comes to what you actually can get rid of, it has to be guys that are in that are ready on this big league club right now. And what is the most valuable thing? That, and can you replace that? If yeah. you if you got Otani, I think, man, I really do think you can if you can move on and get a closer. And and we are pretty strong, I would say, with position yeah, uh, prospects. Very it's strong. just pitching prospects. Probably teams aren't excited about the Rangers pitching prospects in trades, but they'd be excited about position prospects. So 
I understand where Kevin's coming from. Kevin, if Kevin was running the organization, he'd say, look, we're not trading Adolis. I'd say pretty much no matter what. And that's usually not my stance. Right. I'm usually but on the other side of that. You would say, I'm willing to give you two of our top draft picks recently in Justin Foscue and, uh, you know, I have no clue what they would want or not want. Dustin Harris. I don't – Dustin Harris isn't a huge prospect, yeah. so I'm, I'm – I'm kind of just throwing out a name there that maybe people might know from Frisco slash AAA this year. But um, you'd be more willing yes, to trade multiple sure, prospects. Sure. And I totally get it because you're not hurting your big league Definitely. team at all. You're Definitely. actually just helping it where you would be trading an asset to get an asset. But I just wonder if you got Shohei Otani, what that does in the realm of doing valid. other things. Very too, valid. And then the Wyatt Lankford ascension to the big leagues. I, I do love this. Give him Zeke Duran. What about Duran? And then somebody that's said, not what a about bad Nate idea. Lowe? They might, they might be case. a Zeke Duran fan. And yeah. I don't know. But that's the thing. And I'm not, this is where the first stages of of getting to know each other work out and, too. And see, and that's where I'm willing to. And I'm not saying this would be the package or anything like that. Right. Duran, Lowe, Tavares, like all of those people are in the mix for me, as opposed to. Can I ask you how come Adolis is? I understand. I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but I'm asking it anyways. How come Adolis is way higher on your list than Nate Lowe is? I I think you win that World Series without Nate Lowe. I or make it to the World Series and win it without him. I do not think you can say the same without Adolis Garcia. In fact, I'm positive you would not have made it to the World Series without Adolis Garcia. Well, I'm I'm with you on that okay. too. But okay, good. I know you're looking at me like you're gonna really no, I, dispute this. I, I would, no, no, I was no. We could have done it without back. his 15 RBIs in the ALCS. That, we could have made up for those 15 RBIs easily. No, but I hear what you're saying. Real quick, uh, the two early power rankings in 2024 for MLB.com. They have the Braves number one and the Rangers number two. So wow. the Braves were the best. Look, we're the champs. It doesn't matter. But the Braves were the best team and probably the most talented team in baseball last year. But it doesn't matter. They did not have a good series against Philadelphia, and they're out. So the Rangers might win 110 games next year. It does not guarantee that they're going to the World Series because all you have to do is have a couple bad days in the playoffs, and you've lost that series, and the series is over. So I love that the Rangers are number two. I'll give you the top five real quick. The Orioles are number three. The Phillies are number four. And the Rays are number five. Those are the top five uh, teams right now. Two early power rankings. Obviously, there's no free agency. There's been no trades. So it's really early in this, but it has to make you feel really good, Ranger fans. Not only did you just win the World Series, but MLB.com does feel like you're the number one team next year going into the American League. Somebody asked who replaces Nate Lowe. And in my mind, I have all these different options, and I just don't know how many of them are real. Like, I'm putting no Tani at first and saying go play. Well, he can't throw he a base. Throw. Remember, he can't throw can a baseball next. It? Can he kick it? He could. He could do I, – I don't know if you could underhand a ball when you have Tommy John surgery, I just, honestly. I got, hey, man. Hit Derek He's on a the big horn. target. Just throw, it out. just throw it over there. Let him hit bombs. But if you're relaying a ball and then Otani had to put the ball on the ground after catching it and kick it accurately to home plate for the out, I think up, you're in you know? big trouble You're just there. giving that run up today. And also, I, I, I think with this offense the way it is, I like the idea of having to go find a first baseman better than a lockdown closer. You know what I'm saying? Like in this scenario. But uh, real quick, as I finish this up, it's going to be interesting because if Josh Hader doesn't check boxes as a quality teammate, 
I think Devin Williams does. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know Devin Williams' history, but I've never seen anything negative about Devin Williams as a teammate. Ask Mark DeRosa. He was uh, he was on Team USA, yeah. and so he knows so, a little bit about him. Now, you have to give up assets to get Devin Williams, but you don't have to sign a long-term contract. You would have him for two years under arbitration rules, so you're probably paying him. I'm going to guess this upcoming season somewhere between twelve to fourteen million dollars, just a guesstimate on his arbitration number, and then the next year probably somewhere between fifteen and eighteen million dollars on that arbitration number, and then he's a free agent. But you'd have one of the best closers in all of baseball for the next two years, which I think could really help. But I'm with you. I don't want to trade Adolis Garcia, and I'd hope that Milwaukee would want higher-ranked prospects, or what I mean by that is at the AAA level that's ready to help out the Brewers more than trading one of my major league assets. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk a little bit about those Dallas Mavericks. Plus, we will check in with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can't see Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. What's going on? Well, we, I'm back. Yeah, oh, Cor- all right. Corey's yeah, back. I made it. So there you go. Did you give him a pep talk or anything, Mick, to make sure he came back today? Was he out of the country or something? What was the deal? <laughs> it doesn't sound like he gave you a pep talk. <laughs> I didn't get my pep talk. No, it was uh, just a little sickness I was dealing with. So, Oh, okay. Well, welcome back. Yes. Yes. Now, I know the players probably don't focus on this. Who knows? Maybe it comes up. But it is of interest to me that at 17 points now, this is the largest spread of the entire NFL season. Yeah, I don't know that that's the first thing or the last thing <laughs> I, they look at. Right? I hope not. <laughs> As a matter of fact, what is it, Thursday? That That's the first I heard of it, too. So Really? Yeah. Okay. I oh. just, I, I mean, I, I guess I've never gotten used to looking for those things, right? Yeah. I, I just assume the Cowboys are, they're at home, they're favored, they're playing a team with one, what, one, two wins, excuse me, and all on a short them, right? Uh, and the third quarterback, the f- infamous Tommy DeVito. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you realize there was a much more famous Tommy DeVito was he a politician? No. Okay. He was a singer-songwriter back in the late 60s, mm-hmm. and he put together the rock band Four Seasons. Oh, if you've ever that heard of guy. Him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And went on to make, um, uh, oh, I forgot his first name, uh, Valley, uh, Frankie, Frankie Valley. Valley. Famous because that was part of the four seasons yes, before he went I on his own. I just saw Jersey Boys. I don't yes. know why that name didn't wow. click with me. Look Jersey Boys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tommy DeVito is from Jersey by way of 
uh, Syracuse, and then the University of Illinois. Do you think Tommy DeVito, the quarterback, will end up having more impact on the world than <laughs> Tommy the DeVito, seasons. the musician? <laughs> uh, we're about to find out, aren't we? Come been, on, there's not enough, man. Dude, there's not enough information. He's, not thrown enough information. In, he's thrown into a really <laughs> difficult situation. Not only did, what is he, the third guy, yep. undrafted quarterback, rookie, making his first start uh, on a team that – uh, has cost two other quarterbacks to get hurt. Their offensive line makes this Cowboys offensive line look like the 90s Cowboys offensive yeah, line. Yeah, they, they are struggling. Although, although, um, would you believe that uh, Barkley and Pollard are averaging the same number of yards per carry? Well, that doesn't seem great. 4.0. But you know, you know, and, and uh, before forty to nothing got out of hand, do you remember what happened in the first game? I remember the part where it got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what the I Giants, remember. Giants, the Giants took the opening kickoff and drove to a third and two at yes. the Cowboys eight. Yes, at the eight, they were marching, and they get a false start uh, by their supposedly their best tackle Thomas because. He got happy feet when uh, Micah Parsons lined up across from him. And then uh, on third and I guess it was 13, there was a low snap and they had to recover it. Uh, and so they went to kick a field goal and it gets blocked, returned for right. a touchdown, right? Uh, then the Cowboys, uh, you know, that was the last kick, by the way, that Brandon Aubrey missed. Because it was six nothing, they kicked a field goal, made it nine nothing, and then they—I believe it was the interception uh, on that next series. Uh, Diggs uh, and he Diggs uh, knocked the ball out, and Bland caught it on the bounce or uh, in the air and ran for a touchdown. And suddenly it's sixteen to nothing with still two minutes left in the first quarter, and the onslaught was on. So beware. What are you trying to do, Mick? It was still forty to nothing, though. <laughs> and and since then, uh, I think only one game have they scored more than what sixteen points. Yes, and in half their games, more than half, they've scored less than ten points. Which is... and they and they're only uh, they're only well, they did score thirty one against Arizona, by the way. Yeah, and they beat the same Arizona team that we could not beat. <laughs> So, see, don't jump to conclusions okay. and just put those 17 points in their back pocket already. What are your thoughts on their Giants offensive line, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've watched it. I, they, yeah, they're not very good. It's, t uh, it's tough to be good whenever you're just kind of patchworking see, that thing together. Think about what everybody was saying before the season started. Oh, this is an improved Giants team. They're ready to take the next step. They went to the playoffs, right? Uh, you know, they picked up this guy and they picked up that guy and they, uh, you know, got Thibodeau in the draft and you better watch out because there, there were people picking the Giants, by the way, to win that game. I remember. Thibodeau is good. But yes, one of them. I understand your point. Nonetheless. But the people were picking the Giants to beat the Cowboys in the opener because it was going to be uh, at the Meadowlands and, you know, they were much improved from last year and they were a playoff team. And then look what happened. So, um, I mean, and, and 
Uh, Dayball was the new next, you know, best thing ever to happen to head coaching in the NFL. You can put Corey in that category. Listen, listen. Now he's probably on the verge of getting fired. He was Dabes at one point. He is, <laughs> uh, he's back to Brian Dable. Uh, that is where I went back to. And and I would say the talent that he was given uh, and that he you know went with this year not been good enough. And you're right. He'll be on the, that cutting block, especially losing to the Cowboys. You lose embarrassingly to the Cowboys a couple times. Uh, that's not going to stand well in New York. For yeah, sure. and I remember saying, and I saw that they, you know, got this guy and that guy and sort of, in, you know, improved their roster. But I remember saying, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, I said, but what did they do to their offensive line? Are they better on the offensive line? Because they could not protect Daniel Jones last year. Um, and, and so now what made everybody think, well, that's, that's just going to disappear because they're better. Well, they didn't protect Daniel Jones this year and couldn't protect Tyrod Taylor either. And now, welcome Danny DeVito. It's no. <laughs> oh, it's I have Tommy enough DeVito. trouble with that know. on this show already, I'm Mickey. I'm pretty sure please. I heard Mickey say it, so that means it's fact. Don't don't encourage them, please, please, Mickey. Well, I heard I heard Mike say it a couple times this morning too. And and the wife on the Cheers show, yeah, Carla, yeah, Carla. That's right. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Okay. Be making fun of all my paisans, okay? <sighs> Mickey, there are times in the show where I can I feel like I can count on somebody to come in and just go by the book here I and agree. you're 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 not doing what i thought you would today you guys are rubbing off on me i think oh, oh I, that's great I that's great news that i appreciate the that case. that yeah. is the worst news all right talking about offensive line i yes. I, I know i know we talked about some of the struggles I, I was curious and i know we look ahead look ahead but did you go back and watch any of tyler smith specifically in that game against the eagles because the next-gen stats would say he did a really good job, especially matching great. up against Jalen Carter, who a lot of people think is in the mix for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I only saw – I saw one play that uh, he got smoked on. and It was a pass block, right? Yep. But other than that, that whole left side played awfully well. And, you know, from Mike McCarthy's assessment – that that was the best the left side of the Cowboys offensive line has played in some time and that Tyron Smith played his best game since he's been here. Now, he hadn't played that many games since Mike's arrived, you know, the injuries and stuff, but I thought he was pretty dominant too, especially snuffing out the pass rush on that side of the field. So uh, now if they can just get um, Terrence Steele straightened out, um, you know, when he – you know, I, I watched, a, and I know you mentioned Tyler, and, and, and you're right. He, he did play awfully well. The weird thing on, on Terrence Steele, when I, when I was watching a couple plays, he got beat to, twice on the same deal. It's like wh whoever was rushing against him would, would, like, stun him, like get into his body. Yep. And he didn't keep his feet moving, and a guy beat him inside twice without any fancy move. It was almost like he got him off balance, and he didn't adjust. Um, and so, you know, that seems uh, correctable. Now, I realize some of that, uh, maybe not trusting your, your knee still Probably fully. So. Uh, and, and remember, no, no offseason uh, other than rehab. Um, 
no preseason probably. It got I think he got some plays. Uh, he he didn't get a full uh, deal in the training camp practices, and so now it's like okay, go play, and you're eight months removed from that surgery. So um, you know I I guess there would be some hope that not only does he physically feel better, but mentally too. Uh, trust in that knee because they need him on that side of the line. And I did see kind of later in the game, uh, they were giving him some help. Uh, and, and it worked. Okay. So if you got to do it, do it, right? One of the important things out there is self-evaluation. Just don't assume that your guys are always better than the other team, right? If they got somebody up across the, your guy that's struggling, well, don't go in there and fool yourself. Go ahead and you know, and and give him some help. And when they did, they kind of quieted things down on that side. And going back to Tyler Smith, I keep going back and looking at that false start, and I don't know what they saw. I still don't know what they saw. But was that the most egregious call or non-call that you saw in that <laughs> game? Because it felt like there was a bunch. Well, uh, the pass interference on the ball that was 20 yards out of, out, out of bounds. That one did did stick with me for sure. Like, and let me ask you one thing about the call on the schoonmaker uh, yeah. that he was down. If 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 he had caught that ball and his knee was down, and then the ball came out when he went to the ground, would it have been incomplete? Yes. Yeah. So technically, he didn't finish the catch until he landed in the end zone. See, I did think that if one. he could have done like a dramatic bobble and then reached over the line and caught it, then, then it would have been, been better. Yeah, yeah, then I would have been like, well, they would have had to give you that touchdown. He needs to learn his I, dramatic bob, practice his man, dramatic bobble. I would like, I would I like, I, I haven't found somebody to kind of give me an official ruling on that. Well, the other thing is if he wasn't being tackled before the pass got there, he probably could have got all the way into the end zone. Well, that that true, and if he had taken another step, he would have been in the end zone, right? But again, if the rule says you got to go to the ground to complete the catch, and it doesn't say just one knee, you because if he goes down and, and the ball comes out, yeah. it's an incomplete pass, right? So why was that complete? And just because his knee, because he wasn't a running back, right? And he didn't run with the ball. He just caught it and went down. So that was the one that kind of confused me. Oh, all right. Think about it. I will. I mean, I'm thinking no, about it I'm while done. you say that. I'm oh. done with it. We moved on. I'm it's time to move on, right? I'm actually on a Carolina at this point. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, they stink, too. You yeah. haven't skipped ahead of that game? Let's get ready for Thanksgiving is where oh I'm at. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. All yeah. right, Mickey, coming up next. Good coming thing he's up. not in the locker he's room. <laughs> yeah, coming up tomorrow, we'll get your breakdown on the Thanksgiving game. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll stay focused on the Giants, I promise. All right, sounds good. Have a good day. There you go, Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola. Coming. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. We talk a lot about the best, but who will finish with the worst record in the NFL? Could it be one of these teams the next couple of weeks? Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Time to go around the entire NFL and dip into the Gridiron Gravy. And we start with... Burger Biscuits. Did you say hamburger biscuits? No, Whataburger. We got oh, a bunch okay. of Whataburgers sitting in there. <laughs> I really thought D- you said. Is Whataburger hooking us up? I think so. Peace thon? Oh. We have a talk with them. Maybe next year. We're All working right. on it, working on it, working on it. All right. 
We talk a lot about the best teams. So I actually have betting odds for who will finish with the worst regular season record. Who, which team do you think will finish with the worst NFL regular season record? Um, anybody. A lot of people want it's to throw the Arizona Cardinals. I, I was just waiting for him to say Arizona Cardinals. A lot of people want to throw the Bears in that conversation too, though. What about the Panthers? The Panthers are the Mike is correct. The Cardinals are the odds-on favorite to win the least amount of games. Because they lost Josh Dobbs. But they just got – I mean, Kyler Murray's coming back. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make for them. The Carolina Panthers are second on that list, followed by the Giants, followed by the Bears. Giants – Bears are are better than the Giants, right? Are they? I feel like they have better pieces right now. I don't know if they're like a good team. Future CrossFit champ playing quarterback right now. Is that a Beige Mike special? Is that like a okay? I didn't know. I saw this. So that dude, Bagnet, Bagent. I'll learn his name once he becomes the Reebok CrossFit champion. <laughs> Will you? So his dad's a professional arm wrestler and was a world champ arm wrestler. And he talks trash while he does it. Too. Yeah. So I guess in this, I can't remember if it was on CBS or whatever. I'm watching something, and so that quarterback dude, his son, says, "Hey, if I don't." make it as a quarterback. I think I will. I think I'm going to be the greatest quarterback of all time because he kind of talks like his dad, right? His dad taught him to, like, you know, kind of be that type of personality. So he's like, I'm going to be the greatest ever. But if I'm not, then I'm just going to go get jacked up and win the CrossFit games. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming that he's going to be doing CrossFit at some point. Okay. Are you in a CrossFit? Have you heard Kevin? this story, Kevin? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I think he's I've looking at his you, next story. No, I've heard you tell me this story several times. You, yes. Are you in a CrossFit? No. All right. Do you <laughs> want to be a CrossFit champion at some point? Arizona Cardinals are the favorites, then the Panthers, Giants, Bears, Patriots, and Rams. The interesting thing about that is the Cowboys play those next two games against two of those teams, the Panthers and the Giants with a combined record of 3 and 14 and a point differential of minus 202. Ugh. Yeah. Let's go to the team I know Mike cares about, the Jags. Oh, I'm I'm back in. This part is stupid though, and I want to see if you're still in. Tom Coughlin will be inducted into the Jags Hall of Fame, but that's not what it's I like called. It. It's called the Pride of the Jaguars. Okay, I get it. Like, wait a second. Lions. Are they Jaguar cats? Like the, I mean, they're Jaguar prides. I know they're cats. Um, yeah, it's a pride of lions, right? Yes. Jaguars are, aren't they individual? It's called a prowl or a leap. Oh, Jaguars are in groups? Yeah, or a shadow. So there are different, yeah, they have three different names. Wait. Prowl or a leap. Tigers are by themselves. Yeah. Panthers are by themselves. Am uh-huh. I correct about this? I think so. I, Leopards. I'm, I'm not disputing you. I don't know. Leopards might be in small packs. If you can spot them. True. You can't change a tiger's spots. That's yeah. the- <laughs> I think that's right. No, it's not. Oh. But yeah, so. Despite- Jaguars. I didn't know this. This is. The pride of the Jaguars. Leopards are a leap. Even though we just established. Oh, yeah, because leaping leopards. 
is we just established that that's not what a group of Jags is a called. Jaguar, we'll call them a shadow is what I'm seeing is the most significant one right now is a, a shadow is what the Jaguars group is. But if you said Tom Coughlin was going to be part of the shadow of the Jaguar. Dude, like, that would be awesome. But you would think. He has he always was, been the shadow GM anyway. Or he was becoming a spy or something, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, dude, that's good. When I hear shadow, I think Tom Coughlin. Our Jaguars. He has empty eyes. Pack animals. Always has a red nose. Jaguars are solitary animals and live and hunt alone, (laughs) except during mating season. The jaguar hunts mostly on the ground, but it sometimes climbs a tree and pounces on its prey from above. Unlike most big cats, the jaguar loves water. Do you think that the jags need to tear down their Hall of Fame and rethink this thing then? Yes. Okay. (laughs) A group of cockroaches is called an intrusion. Somebody who did this didn't Google our jaguar. Because I was like, wait a second. When you watch those Animal Planet shows, you're like, jaguars are always by themselves. Mm-hmm. Just like panthers are by themselves. Like I, But when you see mm-hmm. lions, obviously they're hunting in packs, in prides, I guess. So I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't call something like, yeah, we have the pride of jaguars. There's no such thing. You just made it up. They're all individuals. In fact... They're doing the right thing. They're putting Tom Coughlin in by himself. Everything's made up. Like if you're the pride of Jaguars, you have to put in multiple people at one time. You can't just put in one person. Okay, well, I'll reach out to the Jags PR team. You can. It's on. It's Con guy. Shaka Khan. <laughs> That's not Shaka Khan. Tony we've had, Khan. We've had Tony Khan on the show like four or five he's awesome. times. Chad Khan. That's his dad. We'll see. Is, if we he's the him. he's the owner. By the way, turkeys are a rafter, a what? rafter of turkeys. That is fake. A or, or gang, of a turkeys? rafter of turkeys. So for Thanksgiving, you got to go hunt a rafter of tur- turkeys. How do you think the turkeys get See, there, then, Kevin? Why did they call them the sharks and the jets? Why wasn't it like the jets and the turkeys if they're a gang? You know? Sharks are a shiver. Man, how did I get sucked into this with you guys? Hey, let's talk about the Texans. Yesterday, they had 23 people on their injury report. D'Amico Rides is not phased, and he said... It doesn't stop our process. Things happen. That's life. That's the kind of attitude you need. 23 people on the injured list. And he's like, you know what? It'll be all right. That's how it happens. All right, Mike, you were asking these questions yesterday. I got betting odds. Will the Arizona Cardinals and or the New York Giants draft a quarterback in round one of the 2024 draft? I would say Arizona Cardinals has to be close to 100%. I was shocked to see that yes is a slight favorite. Okay. That's a good bet then. Or excuse me, a slight underdog. I'm oh, sorry, a slight Kevin. underdog. Uh, yeah, that, that surprises me too. Okay, can you help me out here? How much guaranteed money does Kyler Murray have? How easily? Or, like this has to go into Kyler Murray's contract, but I'd still think, dude, they drafted. you have to trade. They him. drafted the UCLA quarterback, Josh Rosen, in the next year they took. Now, I get he didn't have a go- big contract, but they took a dude 10 or 11 and then took Kyler Murray oh. one the next year. The oh. answer for Kyler boils down to Yuck. lots. Lots. And so you're going to have to figure out a way to do a trade to try to mitigate some of that money. What are but you most concerned with, the dead cap there or the cap hit? Is it the dead cap? It's the dead cap, but Ugh. you can, if you made a trade, you can slide some of that money, not all, not even a lot, but some of that money off. So 81 million next year. But and that's the thing. But if you think about it, 
if you're drafting a quarterback number one, especially after a season in which you suck, you might not care as much about the total cap hit because you're like, well, we're going to be terrible anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's go grab another top pick so we can get Travis Hunter or whatever and then go from there. got to hate being the head coach that took that over. And, oh, my God. And the GM's like, well, here's our plan. It's kind of like being the you know a, a Major League Baseball coach in yeah. the three years that it's going to be I might down. get into it a little bit, and Mike likes it. I feel like Ron Washington, I'm happy he's back in, but – and I'll leave it at 1245. Yeah. And for the Giants, yes, is also a slight underdog. At least, I don't know. I was going to say that makes more sense to me, but I actually don't know if that makes more sense to me. I didn't understand the contract when they gave it to Daniel Jones. I still don't understand it now that he's hurt, and they were terrible even before he got hurt. But betting odds say more likely that neither of them draft a quarterback, which I think So is, who's drafting a quarterback? I, that's you, what, I, think I would love crazy. to know. There's going to be pick one and two are going to be quarterbacks, right? In I, this draft? Because even, even if you don't want one, you get traded up for, right? That's what prob- happens in 90% of these drafts prob- that have two so no, premium guys. So no matter how good Marvin Harrison Jr. is, right. I, I understand your point. Like the person picking two is going to go, why don't we just drop to four? We know that, that there's going to be teams desperate for – uh, I always say Dustin May. I know that's not his name, but what's the, the Drake. Drake May? Drake May. Uh, like, there's just going to be teams desperate for that guy that desperately need a quarterback. So even if I guess that's not the case, there has to be some teams in the top five or six, which it'll be interesting because Chicago has two of the top five picks right now. Yep, that are going to be interested desperately in these two quarterbacks. And then, just real quick, I wanted to throw this out there. If I set the over-under at total points the Giants score this weekend, what would you say? Total points they score this weekend yep. and for the rest of the year. No, 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 no. Just this, six. Just this weekend. Six? Um, yeah, six. Over-under is ten. I'll take the under all day. I think you should. A thousand times today. And Except it's always weird. I just feel like the Cowboys are weird whenever it comes to quarterbacks they haven't seen before. And they're just like, ah, we don't know much about them. Okay. Just throw the base defense out there. Okay, interesting. And then also, will the Cowboys shut out the Giants again? A yes is only three to one. It is really hard to shut out an NFL team. Oh, yeah. I think they will. I've I've changed my mind. They're going to win this series 80 to zero. (laughs) They won 40 to zero the first game. You did predict the shutout to start the season. I was very surprised. Um,. Well, I actually changed my mind on that. I remember it was the next game I did. Oh, yeah. You were like, yeah, we're never giving up points Um, again. So I'll probably be wrong again, but I don't know how they score. I just yeah. don't know how they score. Yeah. This is, is this dude worse than Ben DiNucci? In a way, yes, because he doesn't make hats. That makes millions of dollars. <laughs> but you hate like we literally are playing against Ben DiNucci on Sunday. Heck yeah, man. This is an exciting And they time. scored zero with Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. And he can <laughs> run on the Cowboys. Yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.